Hey, Cindy, it's been a while since we've talked. What have you been up to? It has been a while since we've talked, hasn't it? Yes. I've been up to uh, quite a bit lately. I went on a nice uh, vacation, uh, unplugged for two weeks. I usually do that unplugged for once, one week a year. So this year we did two weeks. I uh, went to Montana to a friend's property and uh, it was nice, uh, gorgeous. Uh, we took our boat, we have a jet boat. And so we went jet boating on the Clark Fork River. Uh, we had a great, um, a great spot at some friend's property. We all took our RVs and enjoyed, enjoyed the company. Uh, unfortunately, there was some um, big forest fires going on right across the river from us. So um, it was a little bit smoky. And at nighttime, we would sit on the cliff and just we could watch the fires because at night you can see the red and the, the orange and the fires mm -hmm. um, light up, which was interesting but awful at the same time. So it was kind of like our campfire for the night. Um, and then in the river, the first week we were there, we helicopters and um, airplanes would come by and drop water. Uh, and so we'd be in the, in the river on our boats or if we were kayaking and we'd have to actually get out of the way so that the, the airplanes could drop down and get the water buckets right in front of us and fill up the water. And so they were doing that for, for days. So it was pretty serious. And uh, we were able to watch that interesting and very important um, things that the firemen do. So uh, yeah, great for that. Yeah, so you had, you had front row seats on seeing what, what it takes to fight a, a Yes. Fire. Yes, but besides that, it was beautiful. It was nice to unplug. So, I, you know, I always uh, highly recommend that you go somewhere where you can't get on your phone, even if you want to. So you have um, time to decompress and uh, make space, make space for new things in, in your life. So do you, how about you, April? Do you, did you get to unplug at all? I did not unplug, but speaking of space, you had a guest on that works with commercial space. Hmm, I did. Yeah, that's what this episode actually is going to be. Um, this guest that works with commercial real estate space. Colin Carr. Yes. Colin it's Carr. A, it's a great alliteration name, Colin Carr. Yeah. Yeah. And so the name of his company is Carr, C A R R. And he focuses solely on the healthcare industry. He does. So, commercial real estate, um, he's an expert who has successfully successfully completed over a thousand commercial real estate transactions while saving his clients hundreds of millions of dollars. That's a lot of dollars. Speaking of dentistry, which we do anyway, I had to get a cortisone shot in my shoulder. So beware my friends who are in dentistry. This could, this could be you one of these days. So take good care of yourself, which would be a great talk about our ergonomic episode. Yes, which will be coming up. Yes. Soon too. You can't have dentistry without having ergonomics, correct? Yes. So uh, yeah, so back to Colin Carr. This episode is uh, my interview with Colin and he, I think you're really going to enjoy him. He talks about um, getting lease, lease agreements um, for healthcare professionals, helping you um, buy, buy real estate and not get yourself into bad business deals up front. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, it's always fantastic to get good business advice as, as a business owner. Yes, that is true. We uh, all wish we would have listened to more advice in the beginning, right? Right. And so you can find him, um, all of his 
connections, how to get a hold of him too in the show notes. So okay, um, look there for those and uh, have a, a great listen. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, my friends. So hi, Colin. How are you? How's it going? I'm doing great. Yourself? Good. Good. So you're out there in uh, Denver, Colorado, huh? I am. Yep. Love yeah. and life. Good. Nice. Nice area. Well, um, I will go ahead and let you jump in and uh, tell us your story and tell us about uh, your business. Absolutely. So my real estate story started back in Michigan. I was one of those kids that got done with high school and didn't know what they wanted to do for a living. So I decided to do the proverbial, I'll take a semester off and start in six months. And before I had a chance to do that, I met a gentleman that owned a bunch of apartment complexes and I started shadowing him and learned how to lease properties, manage properties, do all the, run all the maintenance crews. And I got really excited about real estate. So started in property management back in Michigan, moved to Colorado in my early twenties and kept doing management. I got into brokerage when I was about 23 and uh, just got after it from a commercial real estate perspective. I did office, industrial, retail, and uh, right around 2008, 2009, I started noticing a very interesting trend, which was uh, healthcare providers were highly unrepresented in commercial real estate transactions. I, I did a lot of landlord work prior to that time, and uh, deal upon deal, these healthcare providers would show up without an agent, and they had no clue what they were doing. And I, I watched a lot of dentists and a lot of physicians uh, get manhandled, for lack of better words, by these professional landlords. And I had a couple uh, healthcare providers and one dentist specifically asked me, can you please help me? I know you work for the landlord, but is there any way you could help just give me some advice? I have no idea what I'm doing. And I had a couple of transactions like that. I just, the, the light bulb went off for me and I realized that the healthcare industry needs someone to advocate for them. So over a short period of time, I put together a business model that was focused exclusively in the healthcare industry, and that would be only representing the tenants or buyers, so the doctors. And I launched that company in 2009, and here we are today, uh, about 13 years later, and we represent thousands of healthcare providers across the country. We're doing deals in all 50 states currently, and it's, it's anything with healthcare real estate. It's lease renewals, buying real estate, relocating, startups. Uh, the real estate during an acquisition if you're buying or selling your practice. So that's the business model. We, we only do uh, healthcare real estate, only tenants and buyers. It's our specialty and we love what we do. Right. So you have, you would have um, the healthcare professional reach out to you, your company, which is CAR. What's the name of your company? Car. It's just CAR. Yeah. Car. Okay. I like it. Nice and easy. C-A-R-R. -R. <laughs> yep. So you have them reach out to you and then whether they are buying or leasing, um, the commercial property that they're going to have their business in correct is that correct okay and so yep. you help them walk them through those um through that process and what yeah. kind of things do you do like help with like lease agreements and sales things like that yeah any type of transaction for commercial real estate so if you're let's say you're going to you want to go buy a building you want to buy land and develop your own building we handle that process if you want to relocate from a smaller space to a larger space or into a nicer building we handle that process if you're a startup and you're trying to figure out where to be located, uh, do you, should you lease your space? Should you purchase your space? Anything with real estate we handle. It's the site selection. It's the due diligence. It's the, 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 the all the negotiation strategy that goes in there when you're looking at multiple properties, talking to multiple ownership groups. And then also it's just holding their hand through the whole process. Do we have a really good real estate attorney in place? Do you have the right lender in place? 
who's going to be your architect and contractor, who's your equipment specialist, all the major players we make sure are in place at the highest level so that the transaction and the project has the highest probability of success. Yeah, and that's great. It's so important because, especially for a startup, because um, let's say dentist, because we have a lot of dentists, so they're starting up a practice and so they have dentistry on their mind. And so they could get, for lack of a better word, screwed when they go into um, buy their building or lease their building without knowing all, all the things that they're getting into uh, and assigning agreements that later down the road can really bite them, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, mo and most healthcare providers are, are trained clinically. I mean, that's the game plan. They might get a little practice management at, at, in college or in, in the residency program, but it's very rare. And so they go into these transactions and they're going up against sophisticated landlords and sellers that negotiate professionally for a living that have millions of dollars on the line and these people are consulting or hiring professional advocates that negotiate for them. And then a dentist shows up that maybe has done no transactions or only one or two in their entire career. They have no idea what they're doing and they lose on average $100,000, $200,000 in one transaction. And I know people would say, well, that seems like a lot of money. Are you sure it's that much? Well, the short answer is yes, I am sure. But I'll, here's how it breaks down. Let's say you're, you're in 2,500 square feet, which would be a very average size space for a dentist of, of any type. And, and you overpay by you know, $3 a square foot, which is a small amount of money to overpay by, well, that's $7,500 per year. Over a 10-year period of time, that's, that's, you know, that, that's $75,000. And then you keep that thing going. What if you didn't get the right free rent package that you should have gotten or you could have achieved if you negotiated properly and all of a sudden you lose $20,000, $30,000 that you missed out on? What if you don't get the right tenant improvement package to build out or renovate the space? And you leave another 20, 30, 40, or $50,000 on the table, or a lot more than that, which is easy to do. And then you get into concepts like the build out period of the annual increases. You get into concepts like who's paying for capital improvements or maintenance issues. And you start adding these things together, and you can get to $100,000, $200,000 before you blink. And as you know, you know dentists don't, don't bill a dollar and keep a dollar. You bill a dollar, you might keep 18 cents, 24 cents. 32 cents. So you go out there and you make a $150,000, $200,000 mistake in your real estate. And you're talking about producing $600,000 to $800,000 in revenue over the next 10 years, just to pay for the error you made. And you can compound that further. What if you had to borrow more money from your loan for the build out? Well, now you're paying interest on it. I mean, it, it just keeps going on and on. So the, the summary here is real estate's typically the second highest expense behind payroll for most dentists. And you can either capture or lose $100,000, $200,000 in a deal very, very quickly. Yeah, so you're able to go in and save them hundreds of thousands of dollars, literally. That's great. Absolutely. And then on top of that, too, there's also the intangible benefits of you're not, you're not dealing with all the confrontation and conflict that comes alongside of a high-dollar negotiation. I mean, landlords are usually intelligent people. They know when they're dealing with somebody who does not like conflict. And they are very good at adding enough conflict to make you uncomfortable as a dentist or healthcare provider to where you say, hey, listen, let's just get this thing done. I'm not going to argue anymore. And they just they get these, these dentists just to sign deals or to, to roll over on issues they should have never given on. And it's just their masters at how to push the right, the right buttons with these guys. Right. And when you're doing um, clinical, clinical work in healthcare, it's a different, even if you have a business mind and know some business, it's your, your brain's there and it's really hard to bounce back and forth and do a good job for that. So it's really great to have somebody advocate for them. Um, and that, so you work throughout the United States in all, all the all different states? 
Yeah, we do. We've got we've got offices in over 40 states currently, um, still expanding rapidly there. But we do deals in all 50 states. And so if we don't have an agent in that market, we still have the ability to represent them and work with someone whose boots on the ground there and partner up with them and make sure that the dentist still has someone who fully understands their business and is going to protect them at the highest level. Yeah, because things are different. Because I know here in um, Oregon, it's really hard to find. Uh, I don't know why, but hard to find a place to buy. Like the like the dentists that are retiring because they know real estate. They they're keeping their building, they're selling their business, but they keep the building because they're making money on leasing it to the usually their associate or whoever's buying the business. And so uh, it's really tough to find actual real estate to buy for your dental business. But then I know in other states it's different where you you can't, you want to, I mean, there's tons to buy and they can't find people to buy them. So it's kind of different all over. Is that what you find? Or? Yeah, it's really market by market. I mean, here in Denver, Colorado, this is one of the tightest markets that we've ever seen before. I mean, the, the amount of vacancy right now is very, very low in the majority of markets. It's, it's definitely uh, easing up a little bit. COVID had some silver linings. One of them was that uh, some retailers and some large office users decided to downsize or give back space. So we're seeing a little bit softening right now, which I think is healthy because the market um, was maxed and overinflated in, in a way that just didn't really help tenants and buyers for the most part. It was very landlord and seller uh, favored. So we're seeing some good things happen right now in the market. But yeah, I mean, the, the real estate in Portland is going to be different than Tulsa. Orange County is different than, you know, Madison, Wisconsin. Every market's different. And that's also why it's really important to have someone who can help advocate for you that all they do is commercial real estate for a living. And then they can help you decide, should you be in office or should you be in retail? Should you lease? Should you purchase? And then the best game plan, the best advice we could give anyone, whether they worked with someone at car or somewhere else is, Always know, always know what your options are. Like, don't fall in love with one property. Go to the market with an advocate's help. Look at leasing, look at purchasing. And your optimal game plan is you're talking to three or four landlords simultaneously. You're negotiating on a non-binding basis with multiple landlords, multiple sellers, because that's the only way truly to know if you're getting a good deal. If a landlord says, well, here's the lease rate and here's the TI allowance, you have no idea how that compares to other properties unless you're negotiating with other properties. So you could go and say, well, I heard that, you know, $25 a square foot lease rate was good. And I heard that $30 a square foot in TI was good. And I heard that 3% annual increase was average, but you have no basis to compare that to. So it's like looking at a building saying, well, how tall is that building? I think it might be 50 feet tall. You walk up to it with a tape measure, you know exactly how tall it is. You negotiate with three or four landlords simultaneously. You go three or four rounds of negotiations with landlords simultaneously you're going to know unequivocally, is this the best deal I can get? Yes or no. Is this the right property? Did I miss seeing a better option? How did purchasing really compare to my top option at least? You eliminate all of the guesswork and all of the confusion and you get down to just these matter of fact uh, concepts of, yes, this is the terms or these are the terms. This is the best property. And this is the deal I want to move forward with. And ultimately that peace of mind is what you're aiming for in every transaction. Right. And so um, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see when people don't use, um, use your service or somebody like you? What are the, some of the traps that people fall into that you see that? Yeah, well, so along the same lines, I'll touch on that quickly. Top mistake healthcare providers make is the DIY approach. They decide to do it themselves and they can get a deal done. The benchmark is not, can you get a deal done? The benchmark is, did you get a very favorable deal and did you capitalize on 100, 200,000 in savings or did you lose that? So a lot of doctors say, I can get a deal done. I can, I can do this myself. You can, 
but I can also pull up my tooth myself. I can take an ice skate and a rock and I can get my tooth out, but that's probably not the best game plan. So it's not a matter of whether you get a deal done. It's, it's what did you achieve in the process? That's the top mistake. The next mistake, which we hit on was, was healthcare providers or dentists that they pick one property and they have no clue what else is out there. This is the most common in a lease renewal. They're in a property. They've been there for five, 10, 15 years. It comes time to, to, to look at a renewal because the lease is expiring and they just start talking directly to their landlord and they have no clue what else is out there. So they have no way to compare the current terms to the market. And then that is the kiss of death there. If the landlord knows you're not talking to anybody else, if they know that you are not willing to move or can't move, they will give you nothing. They will, they will crush you in the negotiation. They'll get you for the most they possibly can. And this is really obvious. If you knew someone wanted to buy your house as a dentist and you knew they'd pay whatever you asked them, you would go for the highest price. If you had a house that was worth a half million, but you thought they, they would pay 650, you'd go for 650 because you want the highest value. If they said, listen, I'm going to buy your house no matter what, I'll pay whatever. That's no different than a dentist saying, I'm not going to move. What's the best you can give me? So not having representation, huge mistake. Uh, not looking at multiple properties, huge mistake. And then another really common one is the dentist just talks to their colleagues or peers. Like they're asking their colleague or peer, what did you get? What are you paying? And then again, now we're using the same, same word of benchmark, but they're benchmarking themselves against somebody else who got a bad deal. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it, it's, you know, you can fly direct to Hawaii and it takes five hours or you can take three connections. They're talking to the guy that took three connections and they ask him how long it take you to get to Hawaii. That's not the best, most optimal, most efficient game plan. So talking to a colleague or peer saying, what are you paying or what did you get? If they didn't capitalize, that's a really bad comparison. You're comparing yourself against people that got really inferior terms. And that's going to equate to you losing a significant amount of money. Yeah, that's a good point because they don't, they think they got a good deal, but they don't know because they, they didn't know because they didn't shop around like you were saying. Do you help um, healthcare providers or people also that are looking to uh, invest in real estate for um, just for best investment purposes and not just for their um, their business or their their practice if they wanted to acquire offices to lease to other people as well we do we do we typically ask the the first question is is there any way we can get you to own your current space because that's the that's the best investment you can possibly get because you are the tenant and you have more confidence in yourself to pay the rent to yourself over the next 20 years than anyone else out there. So if there's a way for you to own your own real estate, uh, that's the first question. The next thing is, is there an option for us to have us buy real estate for you or you buy real estate for yourself and then have extra spaces that you lease out to other people? That's another great scenario. You buy a building that's maybe a little larger than you need and you have an extra space or two. That's a phenomenal way to capitalize on the best financing possible because you're still an owner user of that real estate and, and versus investment investment, lending, et cetera. And so can we find a way for you to buy the real estate yourself, lease out a couple other spaces? That's the next best way to do it. And then we do have clients that go beyond there and they buy additional properties just off the sheer investment model where they don't occupy anything. They lease those out to other people. And that's a great way to make a lot of money too. I mean, commercial real estate is a very, uh, very exciting and a very lucrative investment for a reason. Right. Yeah. And, and so if somebody is in a building and they're, they're currently leasing, so you help them uh, renew their, their lease too when it comes up to get, to get some better options and to um, negotiate. Uh, what, and then can you also help them if they want to um, communicate with the owner and see about buying the property that they're currently leasing? 
Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's actually been a really common theme uh, after COVID hit last year. A lot of landlords got nervous about the market and we, we've been able to convince a significant amount of landlords to sell their property when it previously was not for sale. And so to answer your question, yes, we handle all the communications with the landlords or sellers. We approach them about, would you sell the property? Does it make sense to sell now? Here's why it makes sense for you as a seller. Here's why it makes sense for our client as a buyer. And there's, there's favorable reasons. On the buyer side, we've never seen interest rates this low. I mean, from a monthly payment perspective and for what healthcare providers can afford right now, they're able to afford properties and buildings that they could have never previously afforded because the rates are so low and there's so many incentives when it comes to you know, no fees with certain types of loans, longer amortizations, et cetera. And then on the seller side, I mean, they're, they're capturing terms or prices they've never seen before. So from a seller perspective, this is as good of a time as ever to sell for them. It's really been a win-win for a lot of healthcare providers. They've been able to shore up and stabilize their real estate, which again, typically second highest expense behind payroll. You'd much rather be working with a lender if we ever have another pandemic shutdown or another issue than you would a landlord because the, the lenders are not interested in getting that property back. They will work with you and stretch further than a landlord will typically. So it puts the healthcare provider in a better position with more control for their future. And then also, if you have a chance to own real estate, you know, we, we track this three-fourths of the time, 75% of the time, the real estate's worth more than the practices. Mm-hmm. And that's across every spectrum. That's across dentistry, medical, veterinary, doesn't matter. If you're in healthcare, real estate's going to outpace the, the value of the practice in the majority of scenarios. So if you can own a real, if you can own real estate and own another asset that's worth more than your practice, that's a phenomenal way to diversify and build very serious net worth. Yeah, even if you just um, have the building and you're doing your business, but your real money you're making, like you said, with the real estate as, as it increases in value. And right now with interest rates so low, if you're thinking about making a change, it's the perfect time. Like you said, it's a win-win because you're going to sell at the highest point, but then you're also going to be buying in with the lowest interest rate and being able to um, write off all those um, expenses too and you know, with the rest of your business um, expenses. Yeah, I mean, tax deductions are a huge reason to buy, to buy real estate too. A lot of times people are doing exceptionally well in healthcare and they need some write-offs. You go buy a piece of commercial real estate for your practice, all of a sudden you pick up tens of thousands of dollars in in depreciation and tax deductions. You're writing off the interest expense, you're writing off uh, the operating expense of the taxes. Uh, You get to depreciate the asset for the whole structure. Plus you can bonus depreciate some of the interior improvements. And again, you can find yourself in a scenario where all of a sudden you get an extra 50 to $100,000 tax deduction each year. That's a game changer. And then also every, every month when you cut that check, you know, you're paying down principal. Every month, your net worth is increasing by thousands of dollars per month. I mean, again, that's another game changer when it comes to building wealth. You're saving money. You're putting money away in a 401k or a SEP IRA or a retirement aspect. And then you're looking at, you know, you put money in the stock market or other places. And here every month you cut a check the same way you would, whether you lease or purchase, no different. It's going out no matter what. And in this case, thousands of dollars per month go to build your, your balance sheet. It's going up every month. Your net worth goes up every month. That's a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And so do you, um, just a couple more questions. So do you help, you said you help um, new builds too, and you work with um, contractors and uh, developers. So if somebody wanted to buy property, do you help find uh, raw property too, or help them with that negotiation and the whole process of 
of building. You know, yeah, so we start we start with the land evaluation because there's two types of land. Or there's more of that, but there's two primary types of land. You can have completely unimproved land where there's nothing there. You got to bring in the utilities, you got to bring in the water, sewer, the gas, the electric, the telecommunications. That's raw land. Versus what if it's build ready or pad ready, meaning it might be already in a master planned development and it's ready for someone to purchase it and everything's there. Utilities are stubbed to the site, the water and sewers there, you know, curving gutters already there. So we evaluate, is it, is it build ready or is it raw ground? If it's raw ground, what are the additional costs that are going to have to take place to get it to where it's build ready? So we're comparing apples to apples. And then we're going to help bring in architects, contractors, developers, whoever is the right fit, whoever is the best fit for the client. And then they're going to interview those people to find who they feel the most comfortable with, who has the, the right bandwidth for their project, who sees their vision the way they see it. And then we're going to hold their hand as they bring those people on the team, go through the process of fully doing the due diligence on the sites, and then eventually working with the lender, working with the appraisers, the title company, closing on the land. And then at that point, the architect and contractor will fully take over and then bring that, that raw land into the finished product of the dental office. Wow, so the complete package, it sounds like. Which is yeah, we, we try to be there every step of the way. Yeah. Most, most commercial real estate agents as a whole, it's just, it's transactional. Do the deal, they never see you again. Our world is different. We All we do is healthcare. Every time we do a deal, we're trusting that we're going to help that doctor at the highest level to where they're going to have to tell their friends and their colleagues about us because they trust us. It's the same way that a, that a dentist works. They're trusting that if they take phenomenal care of their patient, the natural result will be that they tell their friends and family that's how the practice grows. It's the same way for us. Only we have no sign in front of any building and everything we do is, is built upon referrals of clients. And we're, we've been very, very fortunate to have, uh, served a lot of healthcare providers with excellence, with integrity, and brought very meaningful results to where now, I mean, we'll, we'll help right around four to 5,000 doctors this year with their real estate. But we're, right now, as we speak, we have over 3,000 clients that we're doing deals with coast to coast, and it's because they recognize how much is on the line, and they know they need a true advocate. Yeah, and having referrals from your friends and um, customers, that's the best, too, because Absolutely. those are the ones I'm going to go for, too, the ones for my Friends tell me to go and hopefully they have the, the good information like for, from you. So you're kind of like a general contractor of the, the healthcare or the real estate, commercial real estate. So that's great. So um, anything else you want to share with us? I mean, we, we've covered a lot. I think the, the summary is uh, stick with what you know. Do, take care of the, the practice. Take care of the staff, the hiring, the training, the patients. Uh, don't, don't become the jack of all trades. Don't try to become the real estate agent. Don't do your own taxes. I mean, just stuff that you know is really obvious. Just hire a really good CPA. Don't try to be your own attorney. Hire a good real estate attorney. Don't try to be your own commercial real estate agent. Hire a really good advocate. If you bring in the right people, they'll protect your time. They'll help you avoid costly pitfalls, complications, delays, and they will make sure that you are in the best position possible. And that's really, that's the objective. Commercial real estate, it's an opportunity. A lot of people look at it as like this necessary evil I have to talk to my landlord. I have to go up against this listing broker. I have to deal with this. You can look at it that way. You can say, you know, this is a phenomenal opportunity for me to, to move the needle or swing the pendulum in my favor, 100, 200 grand and, you know, capitalize on that. You go out there and you take care of business at a really high level and you move the needle in your favor on a lease renewal and you cut your rent by a thousand a month and you get money to renovate your space where you don't have to borrow anything. You get a, a facelift on your space. You get a couple months of free rent to kick off your new term. 
And I mean, that's the, that's the amount of money for a huge piece of capital equipment, or that's a new marketing campaign, or that's a new hire for your practice without any difference to your bottom line. So if you look at it as an opportunity and you capitalize on it, uh, you can move the needle in your favor in a big way, and it can be a game changer for your practice. Yes. So how can um, our listeners get a hold of you or find your, your business and get in connection with you? Absolutely. The best way to reach us is our website, and that's car.us, C-A-R-R.us. Upper right-hand corner, a couple of really great options. One, you can click find an agent, and they'll take you to our directory of, of our experts that are across the country. So if you're in a certain market, uh, you can get in touch with the person that represents dentists in your market. Another great resource you can see on there is a free lease evaluation. If you want to know how your terms compare to the current market, whether you signed a lease a year ago, five years ago, nine years ago, we'll do a free complimentary lease evaluation where we look at your market and compare it to the current terms. We can tell you quickly what you can expect on your next transaction. Can you expect your rent to go up, down, stay the same? If you wanted to purchase what your options are, and again, we'll just take the guesswork out of your next opportunity. And then the third thing I'd say is we've got a lot of really good resources, a lot of really good educational content that just help doctors to better understand what the process looks like, glossaries, FAQs, terminology, and all that's intended to help the dentist not get taken advantage of, not have the listing broker, the landlord, or the property manager tell you something that's not true and try to force you to pay a bill you shouldn't pay or do something that's not your responsibility, but that's their game plan. And if you're not educated, you can fall, fall prey to that really easily. Well, great. Just think of all that time you're saving them from searching Google for all this stuff and lots and lots of time. So that's great. Well, thank you so much, Colin. And um, we will be sure to put your information in the show notes too. So if you're driving and you can't write this stuff down, just uh, go back and look at the notes and everything will be right there with the links to, to um, his website and the information. I really appreciate being here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.